Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, the film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's special guest, we have Corey Wolfenbarger. Hi, Corey. What's going on? What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. For this episode, I thought we'd we'd uh, start by talking about inspiration, something I've been like struggling with a little bit lately and being like, in a, like a little bit of a rut. Um, but before we get into all that, you guys, Kodak, they brought back <laughs> T-Max 3200. I'm excited. As for you guys, I mean, I, I see you both shoot a lot of color. So yeah. I'm, I'm happy about this. <laughs> I'm very, very happy about this, especially to get a film. You know, I always push to 1600 anyway, so... Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's nice to have that extra, extra stop of light now. I couldn't even decide. I'm still like trying to decide if I'm like Team HP Five or Tri-X. <laughs> so this is like an unnecessary wrench in my black and white journey. But um, it's just so rad that they're bringing something back like this. Mm. So inevitably, um, it'll probably be a terrible roll, but I'll definitely pick something up for sure. I think it's like really awesome how they just had it. They had it ready. Yeah, that was they were so just cool. like we're announcing something, and they like teased us, and then we're like, "Bam, it's coming out in a month." Versus like we're gonna bring Ectochrome back, but we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, because they've been jerking us around on Ectochrome for how long now? Um, like a year. So yeah. long. So that's super cool. You're so right on that. And uh, I really, th- I, th- I thought the shade that um, Elford, <laughs> yes, <Ilford>. yeah, <laughs> we never left. We never left. I was like, oh, bird. Man, it was so funny. Like I, I posted the the Ilford thing, and right away I got a message on my Instagram, and somebody was like, hey, don't don't stir the pot. This isn't a battle. And I'm like. Dude, it's just innocent fun. Like, yeah, look at yeah, the yeah. East Coast, West Coast rap battles. You right, know? It's exactly. Like, it's the same thing. It's just, you know, it's fun. It's actually good for us, too, because it's like any PR is good PR. 
I, yeah. I saw so many people um, like interacting with it that aren't into film. And I was like, that actually was probably like some good little fun beef that Ilford threw out for <laughs> yeah. as a whole. You know, that was really funny. I'm sure people will like, you know, people are going to shoot both now to like compare. Right. So I'm sure they're going to have some sales from people like, well, which what, what like, who do I like? Like Ilford's been here this whole time. Let me try them. I know I've shot 3200 a lot and I really love that film. So I'm not, I'm not a hater. <laughs> I'm just glad we're, we're we're bringing film back. Yeah. Even, even if they're old stocks, I mean, I'll take them. If there's more to choose from, I mean, we really don't have that much of a variety right now. So mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, I'm excited. Anyway, any other note? <laughs> yeah, guys, I've been like kind of in a rut. I don't know what it what it is lately. How do you guys like what tips do you guys have for staying motivated personally for your work? I do the YouTube thing. I do the, this podcast. I try to do another podcast. And if you follow me, I haven't been posting anything. I'm I'm just so exhausted. I work yeah. a full-time job on top of doing all this stuff. And people ask me all the time. They're like, well, how do you do all this stuff? Like, oh, you're taking another project on or something like that. And it's just burnout is is real. And losing inspiration that that's what happened to me a couple years ago i think it was like 2014 i was completely completely burned out and what i did was i just took myself away from it for a while the worst Mm -hmm. thing you can do is is make yourself basically waste money because we're shooting film and it's not (laughs) you know it's not digital where we can just shoot a couple thousand shots and whatever but you know that's when i broke off and started doing my youtube project was just being completely uninspired like Mm. i just took that and was like man i have a million cameras i should probably just do reviews or something you know Mm -hmm. and doing that it 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 brought back it brought back the want and the desire because you know i was picking up cameras i haven't shot in a year or two years or something like that so I, i think you can take being uninspired and and kind of flipping it you know and doing something different and when you do something different and take your mind off of it, it kind of fuels that desire and want and need. And it's kind of where I'm at right now. Corey, before you give your answer, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and kind of give them a little background on yourself? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is uh, Corey, like you said. Um, I'm 25-year-old. Um, I guess primarily travel. Um, man, I hate landscape photographer, but that's that's what I am truly. <laughs> yeah, your work is beautiful. Yeah, you got, some, you got some great work, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, so that that's what I do. I pretty much just travel to random places and try and um, document the places. Um, it's become like a super cliche thing um, in the social media age. But mm-hmm. yeah, that's primarily what I do. Um, I do take photos kind of of other style, uh, but that's primarily, I guess, what people follow me for. And so to get back to the, the question that I'm totally with Timothy, like the disconnect is huge for me. Like I have to, and that happens to me so much because, and especially I'm, you guys are probably the same as me. Everyone that I follow, whether it's on Instagram or Twitter or wherever, it's all photography stuff. And right. so I'm yeah. constantly just taking in so many things that have to do with photography. And so I'm constantly comparing myself to other people's work, which usually leads to me beating myself up. Right. Wow. Um, and then 100%. especially, uh, man, this is super prevalent in the, the travel kind of area community. Oh, well, this person's traveling more than me or they're going to this mm-hmm. place. So, and I, I totally feel you, Chris, like that happens to me. I feel like more times than I'm willing to admit, but when I lack inspiration, it's just like, man, I got to like, I got to get off Instagram. I got to get off Twitter and I got to try and find inspiration like in physical media or what I'm seeing with my own eyes, not just what somebody's portraying to me through their eyes. 
when you talk about like viewing other people's work, I've had to like mentally switch it to instead of being jealous, I like make myself find the inspiration, like be inspired yeah. by my my rut that I'm in currently isn't really have to do with like like film photography is the only thing that like is a constant for me um it really is like my career as like a set photographer Mm -hmm. i'm kind of stuck at the moment and it's like you know it's dealing with like okay this job is going to be long hours i'm going to be exhausted it's going to be not for that much money do i still love this enough to like put up with all that other stuff that's kind of where i'm at right now unfortunately but like you know the podcast and the youtube and like the community and like posting film photography like that's kind of what recharges my battery to like stay on the path of my career. Well, I, I think that's a really like important narrative that people kind of are scared to talk about of which um, I checked your website, which small tidbit, uh, you photographed Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Okay. Which that's so cool. So that's so awesome. <laughs> Thank so you. shout out to you. Um, Thank you. But I think a lot of people, this kind of comes down to, this is a, a Twitter debate that I get sucked into every time and I don't know why I'm still getting sucked into it, but it's the whole, usually it's about like working for free versus exposure, which I think mm-hmm. like 99 out of a hundred times that that's not a good idea. But I think a lot of people, I've got a lot of friends who they primarily are film photographers and they enjoy shooting things that quite frankly, it's very difficult to make a living doing that. And so um, I think a lot of people won't swallow their pride and take the right. step to photograph something that they don't necessarily enjoy, but they have to realize that um, any interview that you ever read of people that we look up to or aspire to be like, all their stories are just like ours of like, they're like, man, we shot what we, something that we didn't enjoy for like 10 years or 15 years mm-hmm. just to get our foot in the door. And so I think that's like a super important thing to note. Because I'm thinking about a, a guy that lives in Tennessee, um, kind of in between me and Timothy going west. He's like, I look up to him big time and he gets to shoot a lot of stuff that he wants to shoot. But people don't know the 10 years before that he shot enough weddings to drive a person right. insane, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, I think that's a super important narrative. And I think it's important to, because it's a lot of the younger crowd that I hear that from. And I, you try and I feel like I'm a gentle person. So I try my best of telling them like, Hey man, like unless you have a trust fund, like the reality is, is like you're going to have to shoot a lot of stuff that you don't want to, to get to where you want to be. Exactly. And unfortunately that nine to five shooting this or that for a hundred dollars here, $500 there, like that does become uninspirational, but you got to kind of grind that out to get there, you know? It's so true. Which yeah. it, it sucks, but it's, it's kind of like, it's the part of it, you know? Yeah. Man, right. you just you just put me in my place right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to. I, no, 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 no. Just from the last like year, I was so uninspired with doing paid work. I've said it a million times on this podcast that I just I don't do that side of photography. And recently I've been kind of juggling the thought of getting back into it, but getting back into it uh, kind of means that I might have to buy a digital camera again. Yeah, and no. y- yeah, I know. I, I, like, I would love to do this stuff on film, and and it's definitely doable, especially because I, you know, I develop and scan my own stuff. But you gotta put that into the your price. Mm-hmm. You know, can't be a, be afraid to do it. I still haven't had the courage to tell a client like, "What about uh, I do this <laughs> on film?" I still have not had the courage to do that. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm just not there personally with my work. But I can only imagine how, I mean, that can get very stressful, man, if you get into, a, especially like a, any situation where you have spent all the money in your budget already and then you don't yeah. have enough and then it's like, oh, well, it's on my dime now. Right. And so, but yeah, that's the dream for sure. <laughs> yeah. 
I just I feel like I need to kind of swallow my pride and just not so much like buying a digital camera that was a little extreme saying that, but just <laughs> taking taking on more things that <clears throat> taking on more projects that I wouldn't necessarily want to do. Like I I recently got asked to do a senior portrait shoot and That's a big I was one. just kinda like mm-hmm. I was like way too cool for it. I was like, no, I'm a fine art photographer. <laughs> yeah. like, no. But and now I'm like, oh man, I sounded like such an idiot. I probably closed the window to so many opportunities that mm-hmm. could have gone through that. You know, I just need to like stop Sen- senior portraits are fun too. And they're uh- it, they oh, don't yeah, take yeah. that much time. And they wanted me to do it my way. You know, it wasn't like they were like flipping through a catalog yeah. being like, so that I means want that this they shot. Like, right. They well, like awesome. your work and they'll probably understand the fact that like, oh, he's a film photographer. Like, yeah. you know, we'll pay for whatever that, co- you know, it's having that confidence being like, this is what I do and this is how I do it, you know? Yeah. And that's yeah. what a lot of, um, I'll have people DM me and be like, how do you, how do you like do this weekend trip or how do you go here? And I tell them, it's like, man, because I, I took like the boring job for, mm-hmm. you know, $250 that people are like, your your rate could be higher for, you know, digital stuff. And it's like, I know that. But and when it's all said and done, you know, I go there and I shoot for, you know, two to three hours around good light. And then I go home, I edit for a couple hours and like that keeps me on the road and it keeps my film like a bin whore and like it keeps gas in my <laughs> tank and it keeps film yeah. in my freezer, you know. So it's and it's you never know like the snowball effect of there was a I I did a workshop locally here in Knoxville and I I knew the owner um, I believed in what they were doing um, for our community and kind of the way that it ended up for me financially I literally had people tell me to my face they're like you're a fool Um, like you shouldn't have done that and I was like okay that's a little harsh but like no like no worries like I believe like in what they're doing and someone that was in that workshop that I taught knew someone who was super high up at the University of Tennessee and they, they ended up um, recommending the workshop to that person. And then I got to do an even bigger workshop. And oh, so what, no whether you like believe in karma or any of that, whether mm-hmm. you're like a spiritual person, whatever, like I feel like that stuff, it evens out because like you said, like you never know with that senior portrait session if they have a friend that, right. you know, you just never know. And so I think, you know, you don't want to burn yourself out and you definitely want to, you, you know, not lower your worth, but you just never know where those things can snowball into. It's very true. I agree 100%. I just, I think about, I mean, Chris, I know you, you are a full-time job person minus, you know, all this photography stuff. Like this photography stuff's kind of, you know, something we burn the midnight oil to hopefully bring this to, how do you say that word? Fruition. Fruition. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Sorry. My my mouth didn't work for that word. (laughs) But uh, it's just nuts. Like, and I I think burnout comes a lot easier and the lack of inspiration when, you know, you have a daily grind nine to five. Like, I I manage a restaurant and it's, I'm customer service from the moment I walk in that door Mm -hmm. to the time I walk out. And that is exhausting. Like, it is. It is. It's just like, I get out of work and the last thing I want to do is sit down and edit my YouTube video that's been sitting in Final Cut for the last like two weeks now, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and it sucks because I, I really, I, I was, you know, right before we were, we jumped on here tonight, I was playing back my new episode that I'm working on and I'm like, man, this is so good. Like, why can't I just finish this? You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I get, I get to the point where I think I burned my, you know, I, I think I burned it out like for a while. I think I 
overdid it. Like I was so gung ho about everything, especially yep. when we started this podcast. And I was like, I'm going to start another podcast, <laughs> you know, and then I'm going to do every other day videos on my YouTube. And like, I, I just like put way too much on my shoulders. And I think also when you kind of just, instead of piling everything and needing to kind of get everything done at once, if you kind of prioritize, I, there's a bunch of awesome apps for your iPhone and stuff on, mm -hmm. you know, scheduling and, and note taking and all kinds of stuff. And I started, I started kind of tearing out to do lists of things, you know, like important, you know, medium and small and just kind of, even if it's just knocking one of the small things, like the clean out my closet, you know, kind of things, it, it kind of gives you this, this like juice, you know, like some energy. And if I cross something off, I give myself a treat. Like I go for a walk and take yeah. some photos, you know, and it's, yeah. it's kind of, I don't know, like there's just ways to, to kind of boost morale and energy when you're kind of in a funk. And I think organizing, like I was explaining this to this lady that I work with last night. I was just like, I'm addicted to working. Like I'm addicted to doing the things I love to do, like editing photos and developing film and working on these videos and scheduling podcasts, recording podcasts. Like I am so hungry for this stuff. But when you're completely like overwhelmed and taking on too much and not prioritizing and not giving yourself a day off or giving mm -hmm. yourself a recess or something like that it, it just burns you out and makes things seem impossible and keeps you uninspired so i feel like kind of prioritizing and listing out and there's a give and take to this thing and i think once you kind of figure that out it makes this whole this whole thing a little easier does that does that make any sense Am yeah I rambling no. am i no 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 <laughs> i get that okay for sure and another thing um i know we've talked about this before but like shooting for yourself too like not even just like taking low paying jobs or like doing this mm. or that making like a personal project whether whether it's a zine or a shoot that you really want to do and doing that shoot for like you know little to no money just because it makes you happy having that ability to to say like i need this for me i need to be this do this creative thing for me that always like kind of like also like gets me back on track when i'm in the funk like i i need to shoot something that i want to do yeah what do you think, Corey? No, absolutely. And that that's so crazy. I, I love when you guys talked. I don't remember what episode, but I remember hearing that about the importance of a personal project. Mm -hmm. And like I learned a lot from Matt Day about that because oh, yeah, where, I, sure. where I came from, like this, I don't even know what you'd call it, this just disgusting pool of commercial digital-like stuff, <laughs> st stuff that pushed me away and made me fall in love with film so much. There was nothing like that. It was like there's no... There was no priority on physical work or personal projects. And so I just recently, like the last year, I've been learning to love and appreciate prints, zines, uh, photo, photo books, things of that nature, which to me is I've been like a kid in a candy store. You know, I just I actually just the other day got my first zine from a friend that I ordered and I just was looking at it. I was like, man, this is so great. And I think it's so important. I don't I don't think it can be overstated how important it is in 2018 for us to be making work and Agreed. keeping it like for yourself, you know, and then putting it out as a project. I I unfortunately have not um, been able to do that yet. I'm planning on doing it uh, actually very soon, but I just can't. I, I'm sure you guys would know it must feel amazing 
It's so rewarding. To hold a little book of photos yeah. that you, mm. you know, kept to yourself and maybe a few close friends and then to give it to people that just, it's so awesome. And so I'm so with you guys and I'm looking forward to getting into that for my own self because we're, we feel so pressured to be like you're saying, like to constantly be putting things out, um, whether it's yeah. because for whatever reason, you know, and, and that just gets old really fast. And so I, I could not agree more about the importance of, you know, personal projects. That's, I think it's right. so cool. And it kind of reminds me like why, like that I do love it, you know, cause sometimes it's like, you know, it's exhausting <laughs> because I went to the doctor the other day and, and you know, there's things that you do kind of have to say no to if it's not in your, you know, wheelhouse or something you're not the biggest fan of. But I was like, oh, I'm a, you know, I'm a photographer. And then, you know, turned into the receptionist. Oh, she just had a baby. She She's looking for a photographer. And it's like, oh, yeah, but like not that kind of photographer. No, I mean, no offense. Like, I'm sure your baby's beautiful, but I'm just not really good at, you know, I went into this whole like weird thing. <laughs> Man, that just makes me think of when, Chris, when you were putting your City of Stars together, <laughs> how pumped you were. Like, this girl was so excited. She was like, each each stage of the process, like even when the first one came in the mail and, you know, mailing them out. And it's such a, Corey, I can't wait until you yeah, put together a little say. bit of work. Because it is, it's like going down a hill on a roller coaster. It's one of the greatest feelings in the world. And, you know, another thing that, I think we forget a lot and that's popping up a lot now on YouTube and stuff like that. I noticed a trend of people making videos on their hard drive, their hard drives crashing and losing all of their work. <laughs> oh man, and, I know this. Yes. It's terrifying. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's awful. And uh, that's, that's another reason why I'm like 100% all about film shooting is just the, the archival process of the whole thing, you know? having the negatives, if I lose the digital files, you know, whatever, it sucks. It's going to be, you know, it's going to take a couple hours and days of work to get, you know, everything back to where it was, but it's not completely gone. And there's, there's still hope. And same thing with printing a book or even mm -hmm. making prints. You know, I am, I get so jazzed and it's kind of funny because I don't want to, <laughs> I'm not trying to like tap myself on the back or pat myself on the back, <laughs> but like when I print a big print, like a 13 by 17 or 19 or whatever they are, I'm just like, man, that looks so cool. Like, I'm so glad I did this. And, you know, they're just sitting in a big folder waiting if I ever get the, the magical call of, you know, hey, this art gallery yeah. wants you to. <laughs> but there's just something about it. It's so rewarding. And I really, I really like I really encourage people to take even if you're just printing like archival books. I tell mm -hmm. that to people a lot, too. I have a buddy that I always tell, hey, man, just go back and, and go to blurb and make like a 300 page book of all of your pictures from 2017 or, you know, Ooh, that's a good idea just to have. Uh, like an archive of everything mm -hmm. and you can flip through and you can take it with you to meetings and it's awesome. Like a portfolio. Yeah. Like for your office or your coffee table at home. Like I, I just feel like everybody, everybody should be doing it, man. If you're shooting photos, you should be printing them and making books. There's Instagram famous can only go so far and can only fulfill you so much, you know? So I think that goes back to like, also like the inspiration part of it. Like I've been inspired by like printing stuff, just in like being able to hold it like I was like wow yeah. I didn't know I like this one so much because it's mm -hmm. like here in my hands or like you know trying trying a different film or trying a different camera like trying different things also kind of like re revamps me in that sense too like I was thinking about th today you know Lomography has those like one sh uh, one use cameras oh yeah mm -hmm. I shot one of those 
a couple months ago, and like I would have never thought that I would have loved them so much. I think it was because it was a, yeah. it's like a it's like a plastic lens, so it's yeah. just, it gave it a completely different look. And I was like, wow, like I need to start. I want to shoot with a toy camera. I want to like you know I'm always so like caught up on like oh the Zeiss glass. I need the I need the you know the sharpest mm-hmm. glass. But like having that that thing in my pocket or my purse and just like going out and taking snapshots like. Just the different aesthetic of that stuff is is also something that like you can do to like keep keep it going. I answered that on I have I've been trying to put together these Q and A videos for my YouTube as well. Man, I keep talking about YouTube, but uh, <laughs> I the I had this question, this exact question that we're talking about, and it's kind of cool because maybe I'll add a couple snips of this in there. But I said thrifting, like thrifting too, is a mm-hmm. good way to kind of get back on the grind of shooting or trying a new camera because I know even even when I see the junkiest cameras at Goodwill for like a dollar ninety nine, it's like something that came in a cereal box. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what can I do with that? Yeah. Like I bet the pictures look so funky and cool, you know? So it, it gives you another breath of fresh air when you when you go buy some junky camera at Goodwill too. So that's why yeah. I totally um I, I wrote like a little blog post and it was ten things I learned shooting film exclusively for a year. And Ooh, I, I want to read that. I mentioned like two or three of the things you guys said, but that was why film is so it it can keep you so inspired because in, in the digital world it's like you shoot like a five D and A seven, whatever Fuji's yeah. new system and then like the D seven fifty or whatever Nikon's, you know, big yeah. one is. But it's like in film, you have you have so many, like there's still cameras that I see every day and I'm like, what the heck is that? Like I have no <laughs> idea what that is. Yeah. Or like yeah. I'll hear about like like a film stock or whatever and it's just like what like what in the world is that? And it's like I've got to shoot that. And then also I mentioned the thrift thing. I, I found I haven't got super good luck on anything. I think it's probably has to do with where I live because I don't live in a big city. But I did yeah. find um, an Olympus stylus, not an Epic, but just the stylus. And Those oh, are great cameras. Yeah, 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 for sure. And I took photos out. Um, I was in California. I don't know when, sometime last year. And I shot a few rolls on that. And then I went um, over to the Middle East and shot a few rolls on it, which actually died over there. Rest in peace. But <laughs> so, like, a lot of the photos that I got from it, like, you know, they weren't su- they weren't the greatest. But it would like I treasured those photos just as much mm-hmm. as from like my main rig that I was shooting with. Because I found it and bought it for four dollars, and so right. yeah. that's like that's something that I'm trying to do like once a month now. It's like when I have a couple hours, just you know, like go grab a coffee or like a drink or something, and just drive around town. And it's like, and I'm totally like you. It's like, man, I'll see cameras, and it's like I know for a fact I will never get anything decent out of that. <laughs> but it would just be so fun to put like a burner roll like of expired mm-hmm. film and mm-hmm. see what in the world comes out of that. I'm totally with you on the whole Man. thrift thing. That's awesome. I got to come out to Nashville. And I'm sure California, you have some good oh. thrift shops too. We do, but I feel like, I mean, I, I was just talking about this the other day. I've, I've been out recently and it's like I've seen like first gen digital cameras uh, wow. instead That's of like terrible. film cameras. <laughs> so I'm like, I think it might be over or coming close. I hope it isn't. I know Joey, awesome I was just going to say, I he, think awesome he, cameras is buying yeah. them all up right now. He's, he's like, has, I mean, he does it a lot, obviously, yeah. but he, he makes me very jealous, but I'm not, love the guy. I'm not giving up though. I, I think like, I think that might be where as film does begin to get more and more popular. I feel like my little Southern town might actually become a pro like as, and mm-hmm. as opposed to a con, because as far as like art and being progressive, like we're always behind. So if film, you know, film is definitely back and the further, like the bigger it gets, we're always behind on stuff like that. So 
I, I feel like I might have like a few more years to where I can maybe score something sweet. So I'm going to keep pressing on, but we'll see. Yeah, I got my fingers yeah, crossed yeah, for, for sure. you. That's, that's what I do too. Even today, I, I I went to Goodwill yesterday. I went to both of them in my town and I went back again today. I was like, well, what if they just put it out? It's like it's like playing the lottery. It's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe the next scratch off is going to be the winner. I might as well buy that one too. Yeah. So, But I went in there and, you know, I didn't find anything, but it's it's there's a thrill of the hunt and it's Mm -hmm. awesome and even if you see something if if you see junk i've been i've been picking them up and saving them because i'm sure there's somebody who's going to need one at some point or somebody who's getting into something and i can gift it or send it or do like a traveling camera like you did chris yeah like i when i was looking um into getting a t3 a couple months ago a youtube video i stumbled upon was some guy in colorado and he was like yeah, I got this T3 at a garage sale for like $20. And that was only like a couple of years ago. And so that's that's really like oh the saddest thing for me about being like late to the film revival is like, man, I could have been like one of these people that got like this absurd deal at a, at a garage yeah. sale. But yeah, so. Speaking of like the, the T2, I had a friend who it was probably about five years ago now that she had it didn't really love it so she's like i sold it for like 200 bucks and i'm like i was like oh uh, uh, it's going for like 800 900 on ebay and she was like what i was like yeah and she so and she she bought she has the the other model the uh t3 and those are going for oh okay chris is gonna cry i know for (laughs) listeners he's he's literally showing me his context t2 i'm I'm dying look Look how pretty it is Anyway, and it's black this is the too. T- this is the T3, and I definitely should have shouldn't have paid for it. But and I, I I tweeted about it. I was just kind of making fun of myself, saying like I was I was speaking <laughs> for the film community and was saying like, don't you know that you can't get contacts point and shoot serviced anymore? And then I posted like a like a meme that was just someone being like <laughs> whatever, like because <laughs> whatever. I, I'm just in too deep. But actually, um, a funny story was how I got into shooting film was I was going to Iceland and a, a, that guy that I had referenced earlier, like this guy that I, I totally look up to, if I ever take one film photo, like half as good as him, I'll just melt in my chair. Um, uh-huh. He lives in Tennessee. And I said, hey, man, like I'm, I'm thinking about shooting some film like in Iceland. I was like, I was just going to buy a five pack of Portra and see what the heck I'd come up with. And he's like, yeah, man, I got this point and shoot. Like you can totally take it to Iceland. And I was like, yeah, man, I was like, whatever you could like lend me, like I would just be so thankful and grateful. Um, and I told him, I was like, man, like I had some gift card money. I was like, I'll, I'll send you some random like t-shirts in the mail from the store. And I was like, and, and if anything goes wrong with it, like 100%, I'll pay you every dime back. So he drives out to Knoxville to meet me. We meet at a Starbucks and he slides me. Um, what I know now is like, it was just in a little contacts case and I pulled it out. He's like, yeah, man. So this is called a contacts T2. And he was like, this is how it works. And I didn't have any friends that um, were into shooting films. So I had nobody to ask. I wasn't, I wasn't yeah. like keen enough to like get on YouTube or any forum. So I just take this little piece of like metal to Iceland. Um, long story short, <laughs> a ton of like my roles were absolute trash. Like oh, no. super bad. I had no idea what I was doing. But then as I um, kept shooting film, um, so when I gave him back the camera, I went and bought like an AE one off Craigslist. So I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to keep mm. up with this. Like I'm into film now. And then the further I, I like dove into film, the more I was like, Oh my God, that guy let me borrow like, like a, like yeah. a, like a, su- like a <laughs> super sweet camera. Like that was, 
and I actually texted him too, like, like probably half a year later. And I was like, that was super kind of you to like, <laughs> let me take such a nice little camera. And so ever since then, I actually got another context camera as my first big investment. But so I was spoiled from the start, man. Like I just, I can't help it. Yeah. And when they bite the dust one day, like I'll have a funeral and move on, but I'll have, yeah, no, I'll have no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> I have no regrets. Well, hopefully, hopefully by then Bellamy will have his, his compact camera out and it'll be something Okay, wait sweet. a second. This yeah. is like, I, <laughs> so I don't know Bellamy and he, like, I've never talked to the guy, but I do have like, if he hears this, I have a question for you, Bellamy, because, <laughs> because, and also like, this is not a dig. Like I look up to him big time. Like anything that that guy's put on the internet, I've listened to it all. Like he's, huge inspiration for me yeah same yeah, however amazing. he has told like he said to so many people like i'm out of the contacts game like i'm not selling them anymore which is totally like he's such a good guy so i understand why he's not but then today today is february 27th on his story he had a t2 for sale <laughs> and, and i was i was like wait a second man and so uh i was wondering if i'm sure it was just in like immaculate shape yeah it had but to be. I, I did see that and i was like that little emoji that's like scratching his chin. I was like, hmm, yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. I think I think he did say though, in his yeah. defense, I, I don't remember or recall one hundred percent, but I think he said he's not sourcing uh, them okay. anymore. That he's not like going out and looking for them. But if he okay. comes across one at like a deal he can't refuse, like he'll still but I'm, yeah, that's I'm sure funny it was a great deal. Because I, I just because specifically I've always wanted to be like Hey man, like, can you find me a T two or like a T three? Yeah, and, yeah. And yeah. I, I've literally got the email from Bellamy, and, and, like the kindest guy, man. Like he just so politely like tells me like, sorry, I can't do that for a totally awesome reason. I was like, no worries, man. Like I totally understand. And then today I saw it and I was like, oh, like, you because yeah, like, exactly <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, but so yeah, I've been. I'm a big contacts guy, man. I, I just can't help it. I'm because I can't afford like the Sumacron, so. Like the ne- the next best yeah. thing for you know, or one of the next best things for thirty five is that some of that Zeiss glass is hard to beat, especially for yeah. the the G series. That stuff is unbelievable. Man. I'm hoping to to upgrade to the G two with my tax return. Oh man, I, I just I just <laughs> sold one on Christmas Eve like two two oh. months ago, and I I will say like another thing like I miss my G two so much. I love, I love, 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 love my oh, G1, my but I'm just so curious to see if, like, what they say about the focus is that much I only better. I missed, um, Lord knows how many rolls I put through it, and I only missed, like, seriously, can only recall maybe two or three, and I specifically know on two of those that, like, when I took the photo, I was like, that probably isn't going to turn out too hot. Yeah. I think a lot of the um, contacts, like, conspiracy theories on their autofocus I think a lot of it is user because you do have to kind of get used to it sometimes, at least for the, I've only used, I used the T2, the T3 and the G2, but I have heard the G1 is probably like, it can miss for sure. It, yeah, this last roll is, you can't, like, I, you can't, I can't go fat, like oh, okay. super fast with it. I brought it to the beers and cameras yeah. meetup and darkroom lab meetup and all the shots where I was like trying to get everybody real yeah, quick. It's tough. Well, that were... was the same thing with my G2 though. It was like, if, which for myself, photography doesn't hinder me too much. But that was a lot of the, you know, the times that I can remember that it like missed terribly was when I was like trying to, I'm not like into street photography, but like when I was trying to catch something of that nature, like my lens, it was just toast, but it's a, the cameras are almost, Uh I I got rid of it because it was almost too easy to use. I I told a friend, I was like, I almost feel like I'm shooting digital with the G2, but you, you can burn through a roll so quickly. 
But now that it's gone, I'm, I'm always looking back at my old files, and I'm just like, oh, no. Like, You're like, damn, this yeah, is so sharp. This is like, so sharp. I was like, what, what have I done? But, but it's all good. That's how any time I get rid of a camera that I've been shooting for a couple years or something that I've grown attached to, and I and I feel like I'm over it, and then I get rid of it. Yeah. Like, the second mm-hmm. I put it, I take it to the post office to send it on its way, I'm like... You know, one what, solo tear is yeah. going down my eye, and I'm already like on eBay looking to see if there's any new like every <laughs> single time. It's like, man, uh, like it's yes, like, yes. Well, when we did have Joey on, I was like, "How how do you do it? How do you not get attached?" <laughs> Just, he says that he always puts them up for and like a price that he it, it, like he would have to sell it. He'd be an idiot if he mm-hmm. didn't put it up for that price. You know, crazy. I get too yeah. attached. Me too. I just, I also want to throw it out there. I don't hate compact cameras. <laughs> yeah, right. I, yeah, I right. Wish, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I had the grand to drop on one, you know, but I have that luck. Like, I will buy the one for $1,000 and shoot it for a week. And like halfway through the first roll, it stops working. Like, that's yeah. the kind of luck I have. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to stay back from that one. I actually, the other day, it was in the case, but I came in and like an idiot just had my main camera that I shoot um, 120 on like around my neck. I had my laptop, a backpack, and I had my little T3, which the T3 is so small. And that's actually probably the, the thing that I, which it sounds, I, I feel like size of a camera wouldn't dictate me too much. Um, I look yeah. to other things for me personally, primarily, but the T3 is so tiny. Um and so somehow it just, and also this uh, kind of is important, like I'm six foot six, so it's a pretty far drop, like from, you know, like my shoulders and, and it slipped out of my hand and it fell. Oh, and I God. literally like, man, I froze in my living room and just like had a moment where I just <laughs> looked down and I was just like, my heart stopped, man, because you hear all these horror stories about these fully electronic cameras just. Um, you hear some people, it's like, yeah, man, mine like fell on a rock seven times and it lasted 14 years. And then other people, it's like, oh, hey, man, it man. hit the corner once on my kitchen table and it was just done. And so, man, when that thing fell, yeah. it was probably about a week ago. It's it's terrifying. <laughs> it's yeah. That's I... like Trev with that lens that they found in the I can't in the room. That oh, yeah, That's man, insane. That is ridiculous, man. Like, what in the world? <laughs> A Sumacron in a river in a national park. Like, like okay, <laughs> yeah. Trev. Like, what? <laughs> so Santa Claus yeah. is real. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's is amazing, real. man. That was such a, that was such an I awesome guess. story, though. When are you going to bring that, uh, <laughs> bring some large format out here to the Great Smoky Mountains, man? Yeah, we, we should definitely set something up, man. Because, like, one, that's on my way home. Like, I, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, okay. and I go through Knoxville every time we go you, up that way. You got a couch, so. man. Come on through. I will definitely do that because I need I need to get out in the mountains. You know what I mean? I, there's not there's mountains here, but I you know I'm not gonna go by yeah, myself. Yeah, that's where so. um, <laughs> I just uh, probably in the fall I start. I'm still not brave enough to start developing myself, but I started scanning myself. Mm. Um, but for like weird reasons, I sent off some film for the first time in like three months to the lab that I use, and so I got scans back today for from the first time in forever. And I was looking at a lot of the same scenery, but from 120 versus 35. And it mm. was just like, yeah. oh my goodness, like the amount of information that these bigger negatives um, can take on. So any, like I'm really itching for someone to bring something out just so I can watch the process and so I can see that because 
I think, and obviously, like we know from watching like the legends of old, like Ansel Adams, like I think that would be like an oh, awesome yeah. thing to. I would love to just even even just to be with someone while they're shooting that. That that's really cool to get that big of a negative and that big of like a, a scene. That'd be awesome. Man, the the detail and I I, I can't even imagine what eight by ten looks goodness. like. But even with the four or five, I was going through and. Uh, I'm printing some prints to hang down at my job. My the owner of my rest the restaurant I work at was like, "We're gonna start hanging some of your work here for sale." So print That's out awesome. some stuff, and I just going through all my four or five because they're the best detailed, you know. And I zooming in on this barn that I shot, like just seeing the vines going up the barn. I'm like, this is insane. Like, it, it's almost digital. It almost it's actually better that, than digital. You know, it looks. It's amazing. I'll never forget the first time I dragged um, 120 in the Lightroom, and I pulled it up, mm. and I was just like, "Man, editing like 120 film is my new like." Even though I'm just like you know cropping <laughs> in, straightening, and like doing minimal stuff, it was like this is amazing. Like just being able to zoom in and see. Yeah. Yeah. So I can only imagine what eight by ten that one day 2019 for me. <laughs> so, yeah. One yeah. day. I keep saying, I, I used to joke all the time and say that I was, you know, going to do the Ansel Adams life in my retirement, my silver years, but it's just too much fun. And I get too much out of shooting large format that I, I'm, I'm addicted you to see, it You um, see, in this, in the Smokies, like fun fact, um, and I'm always like jabbing at my friends who live in way prettier places than me because I'm just because I'm jealous, <laughs> even like Yosemite and Grand Canyon is the second and third most visited national park um and if you if you combine both of their visitors they're still not even close to the smokies because they're number one wow. and so it's so busy in the summer and actually in years past when i've had like my five deer or whatever i've seen people at some of the main overlooks shooting what i now know is four by five or eight by ten and so i'm really hoping that if luck will have it that i can like come across and they're generally like older dudes which is super cool because i'm sure they're yeah they just could teach me so much so i'm hoping to stumble my way into a conversation with someone um, in our national park this summer when I see one. So that would be cool, hopefully. <laughs> Man, it would even be worth it for you to check out Intrepid. Uh, they, they're, you know, their field cameras that they have just to get into it. Cause I mean, you're barely spending like three or $400. It's pretty compared cheap to, to those darn point it, and shoots, you know? man. Seriously. Though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the same, it's the same cost. Almost. All right, guys, this is a part of the show where we break off and take a question from one of our listeners. And this week's question comes from Robert Lanes, and he asks, what has made you the most frustrated about film? So good. Corey, you want to go first? The one that I can think of right off the bat is something that I still seem to fight consistently is, you know, like I'll shoot a, a film stock very consistently. And then when I feel like, I don't know how to word this properly, but I guess like when I go say I go shoot Portrait 400, um, I do the same process, you know where I get it developed, if I'm scanning it myself, like nothing about the process changes. I feel like the light was similar, same camera. But then for whatever reason, maybe because I was a stop off or this or that, um, the results just don't come back the same. And I feel like um, hmm. I made a post today on Instagram and I was talking about Ektar. I just got a few scans back and was looking at the scans today. And it was, um, I really enjoyed the scans and I felt like I had shot Ektar in that same situation in a very similar place so many times and I feel like I did everything the same way but just the colors were either you know worse or not as good and so I think that's just something that's consistently frustrating of like when you you know you put all the work in which is part of the beauty though you know the process 
And especially when it's something that you feel like you honed, you know, like your camera system, your, yeah. your rig yeah. that you know, you know, you had the best light, you shot the film that you know how you like to expose it. And then for whatever reason, it just, something was a little off. Um, I think that's frustrating. And then second, one other thing is when I started scanning for myself, that was a huge um, deal for me because first it was good for me because it gave me an appreciation about why some of these labs do charge what they charge because um, yeah. for example, like for me to go through a whole roll, like I love scanning on my own 120 because I can get through 10 photos, 30 minutes to 45 minutes, but like 36 shots, man, that can, that can take me like <laughs> days. And so it gave me a great appreciation, but also I'm um, just getting all the dust off and learning how to mess with the colors. And I'm not good with skin tones and things of that nature. So um, when I first started scanning and then when my results come back and I'm, I'm feeling good and it's just totally off, that can be definitely a, a downer big time. Man. Yeah. Color correcting like is one of the reasons why I like I love film so much is because I don't have to do much definitely. of it. But you could go mad. Like you could go literally crazy just being like, wait, this is right. And then you come back to it and like, this looks completely different than what I thought it looked Absolutely. like. Yeah. Film is is kind of fickle, though, like especially uh, what is it? Uh, color, color positive film, E6. If you're not, you know, dead on with your exposure, it can definitely Ektar too. Ektar, man, if you underexpose Ektar even a little bit, it gets so muddy yes. and magenta and ugly. I did two shots of a bridge with some spray paint and with the four five and it was both ektar 100 and i kind of i think the sun the clouds i you know it takes a while to set up a shot on on the large format and i think the clouds kind of took it like right while i was getting ready to hit the button and that shot compared to the one right after it is just it looks like a completely different photo and it was literally a stop of light yeah and under I mean, as for if I need to nitpick about what frustrates me, because, you know, before we ask this question, Chris kind of said something funny. She was just like, I don't know what I dislike about this. Like, I love everything about it. And the first thing that kind of popped in my mind was like, oh, I, you know, hearts in my eyes because I love <laughs> film, too. But the thing that really, really grinds my gears, per se, is the fact that they keep taking away. Mm hmm. Fuji keeps taking away a bunch of, C. you know, my, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the 100C and the 3000B. And I think I said this on the last podcast episode with Trev was, maybe it wasn't that one. I don't remember, mm -hmm. but they need to just give the formulas to somebody else who wants to do it. Like not even the machines and all that stuff. Cause I'm sure that there's somebody there that'll, you know, want to reproduce that stuff. Cause there were so many good instant films that are gone there's so many awesome film stocks that i hear old heads talking about like oh i remember shooting baba da ba pan you know and it, it was amazing and, and 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 it's just i i hate the fact that stuff goes but i mean i think that's how everything is there's always come and go with everything so but i i think my most most of my frustration comes from them just taking away some of my favorites and you know we rely on these film stocks and because that's our, you know, that's our canvas is right. FP 100C and stuff like that. Like I was obsessed with shooting that stuff. I bought it all the time because it was affordable and it was always around. And, you know, now you see those yahoos on on the Facebook group or eBay. It's like three packs of FP 100C for three hundred dollars. Goes to your house, your car, like for like, yeah. like three packs yeah. of that stuff. But that and, uh, Corey, you nailed it with dust. Dust is the yeah, most frustrating thing on the face oh of this planet. I, I have, like, <laughs> looked up every 
precaution that you can take to minimize the mm-hmm. dust. And I just can't seem to, I mean, obviously you're never going to defeat it all. And I'm still not, because I, I came from a digital world. Um, so I'm not used to any of that. So I never had to learn how to use any of those tools on Lightroom. And so I, yeah, yeah so I've stuff, only been yeah. using those tools, um, in like high volume for like the last two or three months. So I'm still not quick at it. And it's like, man, I, some nights I'd rather be broke and just send it to the lab instead of like putting putting on a playlist and just going to town for an hour on one roll. You know, it's tough, but that's what makes it worth it. Though I think that's why so many of us shoot film is because you know yeah. it's super corny and cliche, but it's just the truth. The more like I look at this art medium as a whole, it's just man. If you took everything else away from it that I like, whether it's the color palettes or all of that stuff that we love, it's man. The process is just. It's reward. It's just so rewarding, yep. and it sounds corny, but there's just a lot of truth in it. For sure. What about you, Chris? What? We didn't well, hear much from you. Because everybody, heard a, I heard a... <laughs> everybody's gonna get on me for this, but like, w- for me, like waiting for scans to come back yes. from the lab is like torture. I, I like have been using this lab down the street that is it wasn't that great because I literally would drop it off and sometimes before I would like go do it run errands and before I was back home I would have an email with my scans. Mm. So this past weekend I sent finally sent them to a good lab, I sent them to the dark room and uh I was like refreshing my phone like a crazy person. I was like asking my friend <laughs> Argis who had like one of the many people who recommended them to me and I was like, Okay, so when they, but between the time you, they got you got the email when did you get like what time did they come <laughs> i was like i'm sorry i'm being crazy but like this is agony like torture but it's also on the flip side of that it was like christmas it's like you know i got the email i was like, so excited i was like oh they're here and i know they're gonna be so good because i actually like went to a good place um so like that f- frustration is even part of what I love about it, you know, because I, yeah. I wrote about that on, on my website. And like my first thing that I said I learned was the imp- I kind of preface at the beginning saying like, hey, if you just started shooting film, you most likely aren't going to be developing off, you know, from the get go. And so and, and this is true. I really did. Th- I did this. Um, I've like always lived my life in extremes, which usually is actually for the worse and not the better. But when I got into film, I like literally started asking people. I Googled I. Uh, like scoured face or Instagram and I found like all of the biggest most well-known labs and I literally have sent to all of them like you name anyone that would come like I- I've sent there um, <laughs> and so the lab that I was using for the longest time still to this day in my opinion does the best work like, I won't mention them for professional courtesy but um, maybe off the air but um, they-, they have the best work for sure like the scans I've got back from them um, it's just beautiful stuff and they have great customer service everything that you would want in a lab but their turnaround time, especially in wedding season, can be like seven, ten days. Oh yeah. Which when you when you combine oh, me yeah. having to send it, you know, across the country, that's a hint. Right. <laughs> and then you have the weekend. Yeah. Sometimes I was looking at like two weeks for one roll. And so yep. I, I found a place that does almost as good, probably just as good, honestly. Um, and then they're only like at, at tops, they're twenty four hours. And so yeah. but even they've spoiled me because I had to wait twenty four hours. But yeah, that's a thing that for people who do send off to labs, that's tough because it kind of sounds, you know, like we're being dramatic, but I, I feel you on that big time. <laughs> yeah. And in the darkroom, their turnaround time was great. I mean, I they got them Friday. I got them back Sunday yeah, that's, night. And that's super fast. Like I can, de- I can, I can deal fast, with that. So but when I, it gets to like, when it gets to like 10 days, it's like, man, like I, I've already had my like cleansing of the I, soul. Like I feel, I feel good yeah. about waiting. Like I need them now. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've, I've been in that boat too. It's like, 
That's even worse. And, and like yeah. you said, local so, labs are so quick because we have a I have a local yeah. lab here, and the first same thing that you said. First day I ever draw, I went over around lunchtime. I checked my laptop. I am not kidding. At like two thirty, like two hours later, and it was like boom, scanned. And like they weren't the best, obviously, but still, I was like, wow, that was like maybe too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man, too funny. That's good though, because I mean, I feel like we should talk about the the you know the not so amazing side of this because yeah. we kind of sound like a broken record sometimes when we're like, "This is so amazing." Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. you know, because there there are there are there ups and downs of this whole thing, you know. And being a person who develops at home, sometimes I just don't want to yeah. do it. That's what know? I was like, going to say. Sometimes... I was like, "There's you have to like if because someday I'll, hopefully I'll be able to." tackle color and like get in the groove with the black mm-hmm. and white stuff but then it's like you know you're tired like we said like now now it's on you you the know highs yeah. and lows, though, which this kind of is where we started this conversation of you know like you yeah. know like we're lacking in some areas of this you know this art medium that we're so passionate about that's it, it's it's so necessary though because it's man like when you do get that print or chris you do print that awesome zine or whatever triumph we have personally it's like the reason that's so sweet is because you know, like for me and Chris, it's like the the two emails that we have got that like we're like, what the heck are these scans? Or like the time that you developed yeah. and it's like, <laughs> what the heck? Like that that's yeah. I think yeah. it, as much as it sucks in the moment, it's it's part of it. And it's, it really is what makes it really is why I haven't picked up a digital camera uh, in a year, you know, since the beginning of 2017, because you just don't you don't get that. You know, like you you check the back of your screen while you're mm-hmm. shooting. And it's like, oh, this is bad. Like, let me adjust. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what that's like to look at the screen. You know what's funny? Change. Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but I did a photo shoot with my roommate who's a he's a singer. So we did like a promotional photo shoot, and I used to do those all on on digital. So I was shooting him in that same sort of style, and I kept looking at the back of my camera, and I shot it all on film. It was so <laughs> weird. I was like, "What am I doing?" That's, that's so cool. I remember the first the first. So since I've only been shooting like very briefly, film exclusively for like me personally. Last year, I remember my first trip that I ever, I didn't take a digital camera. Like, it stayed at home. I went very far away from home. So, it was like, like this is what go. I have. And it was uh, it was the most freeing thing. I, I was in Israel. And it was, like, the most freeing thing to be in this place and being able to experience the culture. Um, and my little brother was with me. And he was like, he's like, what if that photo is bad? And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm more... You know, like, was I fully in the moment? Like, no. You know, I was still focused a lot on photography and, like, thinking about, you know, what I was going to do with the work, if I, where I was going to share it, et cetera. But it did keep me much more grounded than a digital camera would. And when I got those scans back from that trip, it was like, man, I could have got, like, a photo that could have stayed in my portfolio forever on digital. But it almost, like, it, you described it perfectly, Chris. That's what I always call it. Like, it's like Christmas Day. Like when you when you mm-hmm. wait when you get that email and it's like, it's just it's the best feeling. It's just I just love film. What can I say? Yeah. <laughs> what can we say? What can we say? <laughs> it's like no matter how terrible it gets, it's like whatever. Like I'm not I'm not quitting this. Like something yeah. catastrophic. No. I don't know. I mean, even if I took away Portrait 400, I'd be like, well, curse you forever, Kodak. But I'm still not quitting. <laughs> please don't take away Portrait 400, though, Kodak. Please, please, please. Yeah. <laughs> Kodak is on a is on a roll right yeah. now. Yeah, man. I've got a friend that um, he I've actually known him forever, long before me and him were ever in the film. Um, his name's Steve Carter. Shout out to Steve, and he he lives in Rochester, which I didn't know. That's where Kodak is based at, and so he he actually mm-hmm. works with him. Yeah, and so it's been cool that like I'm in the film now. And this guy that I've known forever, super talented, creative, 
So he's always, um, you know, like retweeting and keeping me in the loop on. And I'm always so jealous. I'm like, Steve, like you, like you go to work like all the time, like the buildings in Rochester. So yeah, Kodak's definitely, man. Man. I I like to think so. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, me too. Well, that was a great question. Thank you, Robert. Thank you, Robert. That was awesome. (laughs) So, Corey, this is a question that that our um, listeners seem to really enjoy that we asked our guests. uh, What's your favorite camera if you had to pick just one? Oh, man, that's like the hardest question because that's why I film is so awesome. But I think um, for me, it's (laughs) definitely got to be my the main workhorse that I've been running into the ground um, is my Mamiya 7 because for for like Ooh. the work the work that I'm pressing into and trying to you know do it's it's hard to be and when you're wanting to be on the go and have that bigger negative the Mamiya 7 it, it's I mean in my opinion it's it's unbeatable because everything else you're looking at you know it's like carrying um, you know like a brick around your neck or or in your backpack yeah. but the Mamiya 7 and then the glass on it is super good I, I got really desperate for one and I was holding out for the 65 millimeter lens and I, I couldn't, there were so many good deals that I found with the 80, but I knew I needed the 65 for the work that I was trying to create. And so mine is actually um, not in the best shape. And then I haven't, I'm totally like that guy who, if somebody who might be really into their gear, you know, which that's why I shouldn't own a contacts. But for me, it's like, if it works, like let's do this. And so I haven't, I haven't done it yeah. any favors. So I'm actually um, going to need to be sending it off um, soon. <laughs> to just make sure everything's going smooth with it. But yeah, for me, it's, it's my go-to right now. Um, and then from a nerdy aspect, like, man, the, the leaf shutter on it, like, I never get tired yeah. of that. And mm. it's just amazing to have something around your neck and not weigh you down and not slow you down like that. So it's, it's definitely my favorite. And I told a buddy of mine in Knoxville, he actually has one too. Um, and I'm super jealous of it, his because it's in way better shape than mine. <laughs> and, and, and he paid way less. He found an, e- an eBay deal. But um, I told him, I was like, man, you know what? Like it was only, I'd only had it for like three weeks. So like I had not had it for any time at all. And I was like, honestly, like I don't really even care that my body's pretty beat up because like my lens is in really good shape. And I was like, if this thing, like if this thing goes down like 100%, like I'm just going to buy another one because this is like, I love this thing so much that if that were to happen tomorrow, which I currently don't have the money to replace that. Like I would, yeah. I would immediately be making like drastic moves to get it back because it just, it, it's a great camera. And I, I know so much has been said about it online and it's easy to buy into that hype. Um, I've read some absurd claims about um, this camera, like stuff that you would just be like, okay, like, come on, man. But I, I really do have <laughs> to say like, as much as I love the contact systems and other stuff, Chris, I know you, you're a big fan of the Yashica T4s, T5s, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that, man, is amazing. Um, but this camera, like for for that for that medium format, it's it's amazing. And so I'm hoping that, knock on wood, it doesn't go down anytime soon. Because I've definitely already had some dumb moments where I've been on the trail hiking or, you know, something. And I, yeah. Ooh. So hoping that that's. But yeah, it's definitely my favorite right now. Yeah, that, they they feel like really good in your hands. Too. Has a They're grip like... on the right side that is the, yeah, the ergonomics that... of it are incredible, man. Yeah, like I said, I hate to like sound like that guy about it, but they're. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. Th- I'm trying to think of like something that I don't like about it. Yeah, I, I can't think of one thing that I that I'm not that, that I'm not awesome. in, that I'm not enjoying on it currently. I'm sure something will come up because I don't believe any camera is perfect, but it, it's it's a good one. It's been good to me. And I'm super pumped to have it. I, I um, was on the hunt all of 2017, and then I finally made the purchase you know, very recently. So I, I looked for a while, but it was it was worth it for sure. 
and you can't you can't beat the six by seven um, negative mm-hmm. or the six seven negative yeah. like the the because it, it's the closest thing that i've come to of four by five of looking like a large format negative it, it's got such i don't know what it is about that because i shoot a, a mamiya rb six oh, seven i wanted to get and, <laughs> those are awesome <laughs> i mean it it's seriously just a big brick with a lens on it you know but it i've taken some of the like my most favorite photographs with that camera and it it just seeing the negative like when you, you know when you leave the negative frames in yeah. when you're scanning and stuff like that that it just reminds me of four or five so much it, the the box of the frame and everything I uh, just, yeah I, I love that, cool. that box frame i don't know how to word it but like well mm-hmm. i know exactly what you're referring to just that size and then even with the yeah. The 65, you know, the, the, oh, that's, that's one negative about the seven. Actually, it's total negative is if you're into portraits, like even if you get some of the lens that would be geared more like a little bit of a tighter, you know, if it's a little bit tighter of a lens, still I've heard is not great. But, um, to kind of counter that, even though I do believe that is true. Um, the first time, my first roll ever I shot and I'd never seen a, a six by seven negative. Um, I just been looking at 35, you know, for almost a year never seen anything large. Yeah. I took a portrait of one of my friends. I was not expecting anything. And it, you know, it was, it was not groundbreaking by any stretch of the imagination. And I'm not a talented portrait photographer. It's something that I'm always trying to get better at, but just there were certain parts of that photo that I was looking at. I was like, this is definitely not a great portrait, but there were certain elements from the negative that I was zooming in and, you know, wiping that dust off. So I was really in there and I was like, wow, man, like, this is just incredible all yeah, that it's the retaining detail. in there. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it is, you know, I, I can't shoot it as much as I would like because it's so expensive, but that's actually like right now what I'm doing for um, my next trip is like trying to just save every penny, find everything I can sell because I'm going to have to order so many boxes of it for this camera. <laughs> so I'm basically <laughs> kind of trying to sell every, like I'm on Facebook marketplace, like, like a weird, like a weirdo just mm-hmm. trying to get rid of every last thing. So, yeah, six by seven is amazing, and I'm jealous it of is. your RV six seven. I wanted to, sh- I wanted to shoot one. Of those. <laughs> and you, you guys have talked about that a lot on the podcast about you don't want to slow down, but then obviously that's why you got the camera. And so I haven't, I haven't got to experience yeah. that yet, but I'm sure that when you get used to it and when you do commit to slowing down wherever you're shooting, that's really awesome. Great answer. Yeah, yeah I love it. <laughs> well, this is a great episode. Yeah, this was so much fun. Yeah, thanks, thank Corey. you guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us. This has yeah, been thanks. great. Um, where, where where can everybody check you out on the social media? On Instagram, um, it's just my first and last name. It's really long. I won't try and spell it out, but maybe it'll be in the detail in the description. And then um, also my uh, on Twitter, I'm always rambling about film and getting sucked into un- unnecessary <laughs> photography conversations. So yeah, you can just search my name on Twitter as well. So you just find me there. Great. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys so much again for having me. I just want to say thanks again. I'm a huge fan of the podcast, and I was totally fangirling when Timothy slid into my DMs. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I slid he right slid in. in. And I was like, no, I was like, uh, yes, sir. I would love to be on you and Chris's yeah. podcast. So yeah, thanks again so much for awesome. having me. Awesome. Of course. Thanks for joining us. Timothy, where can everybody find you out? All right. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. I also make YouTube videos, try to do that weekly. I will be doing that weekly. I'm shaking my head. Yes, because I will be. Anyway, I'm uh, (laughs) Timothy Makeups on YouTube as well. 
and uh, I do a another soul po- like just me podcast where I kind of rant and rave about things. That's called We Believe in Film. There's also a Facebook group for that. Check all that fun stuff out. And uh, Chris, where are you at? Uh, I am Crispy Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm Crispy Shoots Film. That's all where all my film stuff goes. Um, we are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter. We have a Facebook page you can could like and a group you can join. And yeah, if you guys have questions uh, you want us to ask on the air, feel free to send us an email or a message. Our email is analogtalkpodcast at gmail.com. Yay! Yay, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Corey, again. This has been awesome. We will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. I want to thank Corey for being on the show. It was such a cool topic. I mean, I know we all go through down times in this whole thing where we lose inspiration. So thanks again, Corey. Thanks for throwing in your two cents brings me to the patreon you can go to patreon.com slash analog talk we have stickers we have pins we are giving a signed print from chris and i uh we're also doing live streams we're doing group hangs you know maybe we can even get one of you guys on the podcast how cool would that be so head over patreon.com slash analog talk any little bit helps and for those of you who already donated thank you so much your support means the absolute world to us And guys, we'll see you next week. Thanks again. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.